0: get your carbohydrates
1: i got some wine yeah and some thin mints
0: that's what i'm saying you gotta eat your thin mints this is an even episode we can't just go straight in with just wine we've been here a million times before but we came prepared we didn't even eat that much pizza
1: we really didn't which is maybe a problem maybe fine
0: yeah i think it's fine There's nutrients in wine, too. Those, um... I got my wine. I'm good. What are are those called? Anti Antibiotics? Not
1: antibiotics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Antioxidants!
1: Antioxidants.
0: Antioxidants.
1: This is another half a bottle of wine that I'm consuming.
0: Yes, but we are, like, at the beginning of our half a bottle of wine, so (laughs) we're not there yet, but by the end of this, we might be, you know, talking about fucking the Ford Anglia again.
1: Well, you know, sometimes these things happen. Hey, so this is Basic Snitches.
0: Bye. (laughs) (laughs) not bye. Bye. I opened my mouth to say basic, and that's what came (laughs) out. So that's kind of a good tagline for this podcast. It's like, I'm going to open my mouth and something's going to come out of it.
1: Something's going to come out. So that's Adam. Uh Uh-huh. I'm Tara. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about
0: shit. Chapter 4, The Leaky Cauldron.
1: Cauldron. Do you want to know who won Chapter 3?
0: Sure, do it.
1: And who lost Chapter 3? Yeah. Okay, the loser of Chapter 3, because someone has to lose, is Ernie.
0: I Fucker knew it. shouldn't
1: drive. I He's knew an adorable it. old man in the movie, but
0: needs to lose so he needs to go to the magical bmv and get his license yes
1: someone needs to actually test this fucker and then the winner is hedwig
0: very good i like that
1: yeah well even if you didn't like it that was my answer
0: yes she comes in at the clutch and she's like i'm here bitches i'm reliable unlike any of these other motherfuckers." oh
1: my god i love her
0: so yes all right well I wrote a summary of yeah. chapter four for territories. to read. Sorry,
1: I had to drink some
0: wine. Yep, she had to. <laughs> it was necessary. I might also need to.
1: What the fuck was that?
0: I don't know why I said necessary like that, but.
1: I don't know. It was weird. I
0: Sometimes might... things come out of my mouth. <laughs> Sometimes it's vomit. Go on, Tara.
1: Yikes. Okay. <laughs> chapter four, The Leaky Cauldron. Harry is adjusting to being back in magic land and free from the mug fucks, and it's pretty lit. While living at the Leaky Cauldron, which was also Fat Bitch Ant's nickname in high school, nice. he spends time doing homework at Florian Fortescue's, ogles the newest, hottest broom, the Firebolt, buys new robes that now fit his awkward teenager body, and goes to Flourish and Blotts to order his new school books. When picking up his book for divination, maybe I should edit a sound in every time I mention divination this season?
0: I might, I might actually do that. I don't know yet.
1: He sees another book about death omens, which happens to have a dark figure of a dog, similar to what he saw back when he was escaping the mug fucks. Uh, that's kind of weird. Finally, as the end of the summer approaches, he reunites with Ron and Hermione. They're saying it's the Leaky Cauldron just like Harry. They recap what happened with the mug fucks. Then we discover that Hermione was taking all the classes. That's not sarcasm. She really is taking them all. She also has extra spending money for her birthday and she announces she wants to get an owl. So they go to the magical menagerie where they have the slickest looking pet rats you've ever seen. Ron also takes Scabbers in to take a look with all the slick shiny rats looking on. Then rats is like, ooh, that is one shabby-ass, chocolate-looking-ass rats. <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> this is what I came here for. <laughs> on.
1: I'm not sure that anyone else came here for this.
0: Oh, they came here for this. It's good.
1: <laughs> and those rats is right, okay? <laughs> the rat inspector is like, what the hell is the deal with your rat? What magical powers do he have? <laughs> Spoiler alert is that this rat's magical powers is that he is a dick.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> a large cat slash tiger hybrid thing, however, becomes loose and can sense that this is a dick rat. It is.
0: <laughs> dick rat. Do you want to join my new band, Dick rat?
1: <laughs> dick rat. Okay. He can sense that it's a dick rat. And tries to attack Scabbers. Scabbers runs like a little bitch he is. Later on, we find out that the large cat now belongs to Hermione as... And he is named Crookshanks. Which is also my name in prison. <laughs> okay. They reunite with the Weasleys and Percy's head boy. They call him head boy because he likes sucking dick. <laughs> Moving on. That night, Percy is so mad because his head boy badge went missing. As did Ron's rat tonic. Those are not related. Harry goes to get it and overhears Mr. and Mrs. Weasley talking about him. Apparently Sirius Black, the skinny vampire looking dude that escaped from Azkaban, is after Harry and that's why he's being protected so much. Hmm. Harry ain't even worried though. He goes to bed like, I ain't dying. And the mirror in the walls like, you right. Nice! <laughs> you right.
0: <laughs> when I write this, sometimes I'm like, let's just do this. Let's just get this out. I do not remember what it is so what the fuck is up with your rats? <laughs> but it is that scene is so like it's an important scene but it's funny when you think about it all these rats are like ooh look at that crusty beach <laughs> they are though they're like let me show you what I can do and they do like drum rope with their tails and stuff oh I love it I love those rats okay listen you know what I'm so excited about this chapter, because the beginning is this amazing. This chapter
1: is great.
0: It's so. Oh my good, god! Like people this. don't
1: hate Harry here. It's like the beginning of book two, where Harry's at the borough and people don't hate him there. Yes. I'm so this happy is like, for him.
0: Oh, like this is what I came here for. Magical shit. We're in Diagon Alley. Mm. It's amazing. We got brooms. We got Florian Fortes for you know. Ice man. cream, bitch. Ice cream, bitch. <laughs> we got him. We got magical pet shop. Do you want to name game? our new band Magical Pet Shop or Dick Rat?
1: <laughs> both are really
0: good. I just don't know which magical one. Magical she... Dick Rat. Mag- magical Dick Rat. That's taking both of them together.
1: <laughs> you know me, I like to. She likes to
0: take both of them together.
1: <laughs> is you it know always what I mean. or is
0: it never and? It's for you. Well, for me, it's none. But. <laughs> 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 okay, so back to this chapter. So, yes. That, that's the first thing I wrote down is I love the way that this starts. It's such a nice breath of fresh hair. This is like <laughs> the Harry Potter that I really enjoy. As I mean as I as enjoy chap- all of it. but
1: Yes. We only made it to chapter four and this is a good chapter for Harry. Good yes. things happen for him. Exactly. And then he's like drooling over a fucking piece of sports equipment like some goddamn jock boy.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I wrote down in terms of like the things that he's experiencing in Diagon Alley is why the fuck would you buy gobstones that sounds terrible
1: i mean it's like marbles isn't
0: it yeah but it squirts a foul smelling liquid into your face yeah but if
1: you win it's great
0: why wow, what did it do well, does it suck fun. your dick
1: i don't know <laughs> you know what? i take that back like i don't know that i want to smell the smell the f-
0: i don't know if i want to smell the smell i <laughs> don't
1: I don't want to smell the foul-smelling liquid being squirted in someone else's face, even though well, I win.
0: That's the other that's thing. That's a good point. Like, you know that it's going to be, like, some residual wafting or <laughs> whatever.
1: He likes Quidditch. He does not play gobstones. No,
0: fuck gobstones. There was, like, this ball with the galaxy in it, and I was like, I want that.
1: And he was like, I would never have to take astronomy again, and I was like... Yeah, astronomy is hard work.
0: How are you going to prove that, though? Like, look, I got this ball with a galaxy in it. You know, magic. Professor Sinastra would be like, fuck you. you gotta." Professor
1: Sinastra probably designed it because she had genius. She
0: probably didn't. She's like, okay, bitch, tell me what the things is. What planet is that? What solar system? I mean, even if Perry
1: paid attention in astronomy, he still doesn't know. He's an idiot. Professor Sinastra knows he's like, whatever. We've already
0: talked about my astronomy professor from college. If Professor Sinastra is anything like please question her chocolate then he (laughs) might get by with this ball of galaxy.
1: But it would be fun to have.
0: Yeah. Yep. Then he goes to pick up his books at Flourishing Blot's Um, I like this little exchange with the monster books. Right,
1: if he doesn't have to go get one, he's like, oh, thank God. Yes. I already have one of those.
0: Yes, I really like that. And then later, of course, when Ron and Hermione go to get them, he's like, God damn it. (laughs) He has to like keep these books from tearing each other apart and everything. And that's what the little image is over the chapter, is Mm -hmm. like this cage with all
1: these books in it. Question. Yes. Do you think that those eat your other school books? Or they only
0: eat each other? If they're monsters that are predatory, I'm assuming that they're only going after other living books.
1: So, like, they're not going to eat Unfogging the Future?
0: I would assume.
1: Because it's, like, docile and doesn't move. Yeah, they're
0: just sitting there. I was so curious. Well, then again, they are in this cage and everything. Maybe it is to keep them from, like, running all over the place. Oh god, could you
1: imagine if they weren't in the cage?
0: That would be terrible. That
1: would be terrible. Like,
0: I do like the other little thing he mentions about the invisible books, too, and like, (laughs) what other instances of magical books have caused issues and everything? Like, as someone who collects books, it makes me very interested.
1: I'm not sure what you do with an invisible book, though.
0: Yeah, like, how do you read it?
1: I'm just over here reading an invisible book.
0: You can't see it, but she is reading an invisible book.
1: (laughs) It's very convincing.
0: Yeah. She's turning some pages. It is pretty bad. There is this little moment of foreshadowing where he goes to pick up his divination
1: book. Oh, yes.
0: Of course, I was like, they mentioned divination. Amazing. Although they did mention bird entrails, I'm like, hold up. I don't know anything about that. I know about. That's
1: part of divination.
0: I know about crystals. I know about palmistry. I know about tarot card reading.
1: They don't talk about crystals in divination. Yeah. Crystal balls. Crystal balls, yeah, but they don't know about crystals.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing.
1: Okay.
0: <clears throat> crystals have different. Well, now you know bodies. you have to
1: learn about bird entrails too.
0: Oh, good! I'm really glad. You know
1: what? When you have to learn about poop as part of your life, I'm sorry. Okay,
0: you heard it here first. What? What? That's
1: what I have to do now. <laughs>
0: cool. Altieri has a new job, and it's about poop.
1: <laughs> Gastroenterology, not okay. <laughs> Psychics,
0: tarot card reading. You know what that's from? <laughs> what? Do you know what that's from? What is it? It's the God Warrior. I said tarot card reading, it made me think of the God Warrior. Just Google God Warrior. Anybody it. do it? Find the God Warrior on YouTube. I have planted on seed, and we'll see the harvest. Anyways, so when he's looking up <clears throat> his book, he sees this other book about death omens, and there is a dog on the cover. Sure is.
1: Death omens: What dog. to do when you know the worst is coming.
0: Yes. And so that kind of plants uh, another seed in his head, or <clears throat> perhaps waters that seed that's already in yeah, his th- head. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And he starts kind of, like, thinking about it. And even, like, Flourish or Blots or Intern or whoever this person is, is like, No, 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 you don't want to get that book because then you'll start seeing death everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. Right, because I probably would start seeing death everywhere. So it's interesting that he does that. He goes back to his room at the Leaky Cauldron, and we get some more of Mirror Bitch. I
1: love Mirror Bitch. Yes. And he's like trying to fix his hair, and the mirror's like, yeah. Don't even try.
0: When I die, I want to become Mirror Bitch. I want to be a haunted mirror. Are
1: you sure that, like, whatever haunted mirror exists already, it's not, like your personality but it's not
0: me like no i'm gonna have to be like get out of here i'm the new mirror bitch now go haunt something else i just want to be a cat yeah that would be nice as Um, we look over to busby over there on my bed being a little baby i
1: love you busby
0: he's like i know let me sleep
1: Mm-hmm. And so, then we get to meet Neville's grandma, but not really because Harry's like, no thanks.
0: Uh, yeah. don't want to be around you. I hope that she doesn't know that I tried impersonating yourself. The real yourself.
1: Neville Longbottom is like, uh, I hope she never found out she, he would pretended to be Neville while on the run from the Ministry of Magic.
0: Exactly. And
1: finally,
0: Ron and Hermione.
1: Trio reunited. That's right. Reunited. Wow, words are
0: hard. (laughs) They have this little moment of kind of recapping what happened to Marge and everything. I really love Ron being like, like, can you imagine what would happen if I blew up my aunt? They'd have to dig me up first, because my mom would have killed me. I was like... And then Ron is
1: like, I can't believe you did that. It's so them.
0: Yes. And also, like, in this situation, I am Ron. I feel like that is something I would say. Like... I love it.
1: I also, I feel like, would be, I think my mom would be like, whatever the fuck, but I feel like my instant reaction would still be like, Ron's like, ah, that would be bad for me.
0: We discover that Hermione is taking all of these classes. Oh,
1: and you're like, what the fuck, Hermione? But and also, love that like. I Ron is like, you don't need to take muggle studies. And she's like, it'd be fascinating to study it from the wizard perspective. And my brain is going, Hermione. Stop
0: it. My brain is kind of like it would be kind of interesting to see it from the wizard perspective. I think it
1: would be but at the same time, like she's so smart. I'm always frustrated by Hermione being so smart and then like doing things she doesn't need to do because she's so smart.
0: Well perhaps. But I mean like
1: she's also a kid
0: and you can always grow the same way. Yeah, I don't know. I like her in this moment too because she is so prim. She's very, like, calm and collected about this. She's just like, this is how I feel and this is how it's going to be. I have 20 extra galleons and I would like to go buy myself a present.
1: I really appreciate, though, in that moment where Harry is like, are you wanting to eat or sleep at all? Like, they're not unaware of how much she's taking on. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're aware of the seriousness because they're teenage boys. Yeah,
0: or like how she's actually going to do it. Like right.
1: Well, they're and they're not thinking of it. And this is a book where I'm going to find myself in a really hard place with the two of them. I find them so incredibly not good to Hermione in this book, but I also am like thinking about how much I would not notice these things either. Yeah. The fact that they're capable of noticing it, when Ron's like, you don't need to do that, and Harry literally asks the question, are you going to do anything else? The fact that that's acknowledged is an interesting thing when later on down the road they're not catching on. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, I was just listening to the episode that was just released, which was our book two wrap-up. And we had the question about growth and who grew more and whatnot in book two. And, of course, she has a big lady boner for Ron, so she mentioned Ron, but she's right. Um, That Ron did a lot more growing in book two. And when you really think about it, book one, they were all kind of united. And then book two, Hermione's out of commission, so it's about Ron. And book three, Ron's out of commission, so it's about Hermione. So that's another thing that I'm kind of, like, keeping my eye out for. I'm excited
1: to look at it from the way that we're analyzing. Yeah. yeah. I love Hermione in this book, but I understand the frustration that the boys have interacting yeah. with her. Again, I like looking at it one chapter at a time just to really see how that feels. Yeah.
0: I mean, when you talk about, like, them not being too kind to Hermione, I really think of book four... Being the one where they're not kind to Hermione, particularly Yule Ball, of course, but that's Ron. Th- yeah, in this I think book, you're
1: right. it's the pair of them. In the fourth book, it's Ron. Yeah. In this book, I think this book is more problematic, honestly. Mm.
0: That's something I'm going to be on the lookout. I think yeah. a little bit more. I'm excited um, to look
1: at it, but I think this book is more problematic as far as what tears them apart a little bit. Yeah, obviously, what brings them together is beautiful, and that's the heart of these stories, but. Again, it shows the growth. Your favorite word.
0: Growth. Um, I
1: love it. So, yeah, they're going to the magical menagerie in which we were like, fuck yes, all these animals.
0: Oh, my God. I love this pet store. We talked about, like, we want all the animals, which is just us in general,
1: I think. But, like. (laughs) I love that story fucking tortoise
0: yes there's a beautiful tortoise with like gems all over its shell and then there's these rabbits oh. that are turning themselves into hats Honestly, is so cool why don't i have one of those rabbits right mm-hmm. now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the rats oh i love those rats. show off rats they're like these shiny beautiful rats and they're like playing hopscotch and then the scabbards comes in and they're like, ooh, who is this? And they like scurry over to the end of the cage to like watch it. like,
1: them. he a mess.
0: Oh my god. I want more of these rats.
1: I do love Most rats. Most
0: rats. Oh my god. I loved I it. rats,
1: no. Because like when I go into a
0: pet store, I'm always like, oh my god, I want to see all these animals. I want to see, look at all the puppies, etc. I can't um, go
1: into pet stores for that reason.
0: Yeah. Serious. There is one pet store um not too close to us that had skunks at one point that were distinct. Yes, you I don't want to
1: meet a non-stinky skunk.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm also we had to de-stink that skunk. Mm-hmm. How do you do it?
1: Mhm.
0: I wish I could de-stink some people. I know some people could stand to be distinct.
1: Don't look at me when you say that.
0: <laughs> hey. <That's pretty> rude. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. And like the birds and like everything. It's so fun to go and like see the animals. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like pet stores are usually not the best place to buy your animals. No. Fortunately, I was able to kind of foster both of my cats. But my previous cat, Dimitri, I did get him from a shelter. And even going there and seeing all of the cats and everything, it's sad. But it's also like, oh my gosh, look at all these beautiful animals. I mean, they look. I'm assuming that they're pretty happy, you know? I feel like
1: magical pet stores are not, like, muggle pet stores, which are bullshit. Yeah. Magical pet stores are good times, except for poor Crookshanks, who's been there for 8,000 yeah, years. Yeah,
0: that's true. Is it time? For what?
1: For my favorite Harry Potter theory?
0: Sure, I was going to say is it time for Fuck, Marry, Kill? I'm not ready for that yet.
1: It's time for my favorite Harry Potter theory.
0: Okay. So...
1: In this chapter we learn that Crookshanks has been there for 12 years, does it say? Um, okay so in the book it says he's been there for ages. But there's an assumption and like a a theory that Crookshanks has been there for 12 years and that Crookshanks is actually the Potter's cat. So in the seventh book you learn that James and Lily and Harry had a cat. There's a letter that Lily writes to Sirius thanking him for Harry's birthday present and in the letter she mentions a cat. Harry did something to scare the cat or whatever. And then, like, there's never any conversation about the cat from that point on.
0: Wow, I have never heard this. It's
1: my favorite thing ever. I don't necessarily believe that it's true or it's not true. I think it's a nice theory... For a couple of reasons. One, it continues to like solidify the bond between Harry and Hermione whose friendship is such a beautiful strong bond through the series. And two, I think that it says something about Hermione and how she goes in to buy an owl and she's like she connects to this cat and she hears the cat's story that he's been there forever. And that no one wanted him. Like she even says in the book, he's gorgeous isn't he? You know even the way Harry describes him is that the cat is not attractive and Ron is like, oh I fucking hate this cat because he's gonna eat my rat. But also the connection of Crookshanks recognizing who Scabbers is who Sirius is in this book and the connection between Crookshanks and Sirius and Scabbers and Sirius and all of that like little animal connection. It's a cool theory that Scabbers would be recognized by Crookshanks because Crookshanks would know that Peter Pettigrew could turn into a rat. I know that there's like the talk about how Crookshanks is probably part measles or whatever, which is why he's alive for so long. He's a cat that can live beyond normal cat lifespan. Yeah, I love the theory because of the connection between Harry and Hermione. And that like something that's part of Harry's past would end up with his good friend. I love that theory so much. Do I necessarily believe it? Yes, no. I don't know. I just like to think of it as a beautiful theory. And I love Crookshanks.
0: I love it.
1: Like, is <clears throat> Isn't that a great theory? Yeah.
0: It's... I mean, there are so many theories, obviously, within this series. I'm surprised I haven't heard that one. That one really, like, matches up with everything so well. I really well. like it. You know, I mentioned the theory probably at the very beginning of this podcast about the boa constrictor that Harry encounters being guinea. Obviously, now we know that that's not true. This one, I think, holds so much more water. I'm excited to continue to get more content from the Wizarding World as, like, we see more, like, Fantastic Beast movies, mm-hmm. etc. Because I think that they will create or bring light to or debunk other theories that have been put out there. JK is very receptive to these things. hmm And comments on them, so... You asked if this is where the time is? Yeah, this is the perfect time to (laughs) mention. That was really, really cool. Overall, this whole pet store moment is so, so cool. Of course, then after this whole thing happens and Crookshanks chases Scabbers out of the thing, that's when we meet all of the Weasleys.
1: Okay, can we talk about the fact that Fred and George are bullies? I know Percy is being pompous and annoying and really ridiculous, but Fred and George are bullies. They
0: are bullies. You're right.
1: I feel like every time in the past I read this book, I'm like, oh, Percy's such a dick. He's just whiny and full of himself and that's not untrue
0: uh-huh.
1: and I love Fred and George so I'm not like being like oh I hate them but I think it's important to point out that they are bullies. They're always two on whoever. They're always a team. Percy is prissy. He is annoying. You just want to shake him but especially while he's a student he literally the first three books we just watched his younger brothers. Yeah. Torment him.
0: So when I read this I was kind of like team friend George.
1: I mean, like, absolutely, because they're fun.
0: However, if we're going to relate this stuff, I have twin brothers that are younger than me. I, <laughs> I'm i Percy, let's be honest. Because I'm gay, just like Percy. <laughs> Sorry, Penelope, or whatever the fuck your name was from the last She's book. an
1: asshole. Yeah. You can do better, Percy. Yeah.
0: The whole, like, gang up thing, and, I mean, my brothers... Uh, I don't know if they listened to this, but... Sorry, this is my opinion. Like, even through college, like, they lived together and everything. And they were always kind of a team. And I think until they graduated and stuff and kind of went their own ways, and now they're both married and everything and have their own jobs, they were always kind of that thing. So, I mean, that's a good point. And as the oldest, I mean, Percy's the oldest, but in this situation he is, I was always maybe a little bit of the guinea pig and everything, and... Everything turned out great, you know, like, I have a good relationship with everyone now. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something interesting to think about, especially the ganging up thing and the fact that they are a team.
1: I think it's interesting that because JK goes through kind of reintroduction of the Weasleys here, she brings up Ginny and how Ginny is like shy around Harry still and Harry has the thought of, well, the last time they really interacted, Harry saved her life, you know, whatever. And then they go through like Percy and the twins or whatever. The rest of this chapter, we definitely get to see more of the twins picking on Percy. When we're looking at Ron and Fred and George, Ron is a main character and Fred and George are basically in that realm of like secondary main characters. So we're already kind of on team not Percy. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good point. So
1: we're not really doing him any favors going into the next couple of books. Again, I'm not saying that the way Percy moves through this process and in the future and Percy's bullshit is okay.
0: Yeah.
1: But It's really kind of important to see this bullying because we've been seeing it since book one.
0: If we're going to bring it up for things like Draco or like Olive Hornby and Myrtle and things like that, like it's important to bring up in this situation too. I think of like, I was an RA in college and I loved it. I loved being an RA and that was my junior year of college. So I was 21, 22. Percy is still younger than this. He's what, 17? Yeah. So there is still some of that, like, teenager-childish kind of thing. Like, you know, I made a joke in one of the last episodes, like, Harry's a teenager now. I mean, it's a thing, you know, like, not to point it out to some of our teenager listeners. But there's something that you learn a lot of. in those years from, let's say, 17 to 22, 23. You grow a lot. And you learn a lot about how to lead or how to approach different situations and... And really come into your own as someone who is a little bit more of an independent adult. So it's something that he's. I think he's approaching a little bit differently and that I don't think is quite right. I agree with that. In book five, he's 19. And then 20 in book six. I mean, y'all know how numbers work. But I mean, I think sometimes we think of Percy as being a little bit older because he does have a little bit of that air about him. Not necessarily mature per se, but...
1: It is fascinating. The Weasley family becomes more and more interesting every time I read yeah. the series.
0: We learn a little bit more about Sirius Black and everything. Arthur says that he's been kind of taken off of his post to help to help catch Sirius Black.
1: Oh yes, when they're at dinner.
0: Which is a really bad job decision. Like, why are you putting people in a skill set that they're not potentially fit for? But <laughs> And then Ron has one of his great quotes. Very similar to... I wish I had a peaceful life. And that quote is this is a little bit paraphrased. Regarding capturing Serious oh, Black. Black, would we get a reward? It would be good to have some more money or something like that. Oh my god, you little bitch. But at Run. the same time, I'm like this is hilarious. Cuz then Arthur's like 13-year-olds aren't going to catch Serious Black and Harry's That's like, "Oh, really, bitch. Oh, really? Oh, you want to see? Bitch. You want to see me catch this bitch?" i really really liked that
1: it's funny i mean also you're in the third book if you don't read this quote from arthur weasley and go well we know how this book fucking ends yeah yeah then you're not paying enough attention
0: exactly there's some really like hidden bits of foreshadowing stuff but this is one that is like right out there oh my god
1: it's so obvious oh It's, it's so great though i so appreciate it
0: yeah same here well, Ron's Ron looking at money. Ron wanted that money. Yes. Having some extra money would be nice, Ron. You are correct.
1: After dinner, more bullying of Percy. And then- Well,
0: but this is important to an extent because okay. his badge is missing.
1: Yeah. So he has a head boy badge and it's missing and he's like flipping out on Ron. Cause, so this is the unfair thing about the fact that you're like brothers that are between you and age are fucking twins. So they get to share a room. So you have to share a room with your brother who's like four years younger than you. Yeah. Or vice versa, your brother who's four years older than you. I feel like their entire lives, Percy and Ron have been kind of shoved together because Fred and George are in between them. I guess.
0: Okay. That also means that Ginny gets her own room, which, yes, queen. She a girl. I have four siblings. I don't have four siblings. I have three siblings. I'm one of those four. He's one of four. So it's me and then my twin brothers, Travis and Lucas, and then Natalie, my younger sister. So there were a lot of times where obviously the twins get paired, so I would get paired with Natalie. But that's okay, because Natalie and I are, like, tight as fuck. So... I'm not mad at it but it's the same thing like me and Natalie are six years apart she doesn't feel like she's six years younger than me like yeah,
1: I mean once you reach a certain point in your life you know I'm the oldest in my family so I have a younger sister she, Tanya is four and a half years younger than me but then Tanya and I have a half brother Tyler so we have to share the same mom who's nine years younger than Tanya and 14 years younger than me and then we have lots of kind of step siblings whatever Denise is the one that we are still like super close with and she has two children Jeremy and Alice So I always think of myself as the oldest of five. I'm older than all of them and if I were to be like oh if my whole family you know if my half-brother and my stepbrother and stepsister and Tanya and I were all like one thing how we would be paired off I would be by myself because if the two boys Jeremy and Tyler were so far apart though. Yeah. Connie and Alice are the same age. You know, like, but I look at these, like, pairings, and I've always noticed the connection of Ron and Percy, and like you said, you and Natalie, like, yeah, the twins are between you, but it's not like you would be paired off with Lucas, and then your other brother would be paired off with Natalie. The Weasleys are an incredible... Incredible example of fascinating family dynamic. Yes, we have brother arguments. Yes. And then Harry's like, I got this. I'll go pick up your rat tonic. And then he is a nosy bitch and he listens to the Weasley. That's
0: fight. right. And so then- Why are is... they
1: not fighting in their bedroom? Why are they just downstairs?
0: Why you gotta only fight in your bedroom? Maybe they were just like, you know what? The bedroom is where you keep out all technology and arguments. We're going to talk about this out here. And it's not necessarily like they're arguing. They're just like discussing... this ...the situation with Harry. And
1: I feel like it just grows.
0: Yeah, I think so. And like, this is where Harry learns about like, okay, this is why we get cars to take us to king's cross station Mm -hmm. this is why cornelius fudge was so protective and things like that is that sirius black is allegedly after him that other little piece of foreshadowing that is nicely disguised is not foreshadowing where sirius black is in azkaban and he's like he's in hogwarts he's in hogwarts Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: he realizes that it's peter pettigrew that's in hogwarts
1: obviously that's a very logical thing to follow the history that is built around Sirius Black at the beginning of this book is very interesting going into the next couple books. We learn the truth at the end of this book, but there's still a lot of open stuff, I think. Yeah,
0: that's chapters away, but there's so many things that are left open-ended. The way that Sirius Black comes out of this really reminds me of like how Hagrid came out of the last book to an extent, and how there wasn't so much justice. And we'll get into that, too, because we're not there Hagrid. yet. It's interesting. I mean, obviously right now we see what we see about Sirius Black and how everyone is assuming that he's coming after Harry and then matching that up to the omens that he's kind of already been opened up to between what he saw before the night bus came and then yeah. what he saw at Flourish and Blots. And that's kind of where, where it ends. He takes his rat tonic back up to Ron and the mirror is The like,
1: fucking mirror is my favorite. Oh my god. I, like, I am not gonna be murdered and the mirror's like that's it bitch you got this
0: yeah i love the mirror remember in the past where you're like that mirror is an asshole
1: he is like, but he's great. oh
0: this mirror might not be so bad mirror just tells it like it is a mirror is always honest you know it's showing you what you need to see of course i've seen things of like how you've never seen what you actually look like because your mirror is a reflection but ph- photography is a backwards or whatever so who do you like better the mirror or the fort anglia because since those are the inanimate objects that you seem to be attracted to.
1: Hmm. Well, the Ford Anglia has saved people's lives, so.
0: Cool. Okay. So you choose that. Now, fuck Mary. Kill. Uh-huh. Shiny rats. Jeweled tortoise. Top hat bunnies.
1: i am marry that tortoise. Cause that to look. I wild. knew it.
0: You love that tortoise. I Horses knew this just live a
1: long time.
0: You like that turtle head poking out. I know that usually has to do with poop, but just right now, imagine that that's a dick. Wow.
1: Well, I'm going to marry the rabbits and kill the rats. Wait, I thought you were
0: marrying the tortoise.
1: Oh, wait. I'm going to fuck the rabbits.
0: Oh, yeah. You And fuck kill those the rabbits. rats
1: because i have to oh. kill something but i can't choose so yeah, it's gotta this, be the yeah this is a
0: hard one in the past we we're like kill all those mug fucks this one oh, it's gonna be all. the
1: rats like if i gotta choose something it's gonna be rats and i love those rats they're very cute i think i'm gonna
0: fuck those rats <laughs> those rats really made an impression on me i like those rats man i'm gonna fuck those rats now who am i gonna marry I think I'm gonna marry the rabbits. That tortoise has had a good life. Yeah, after he
1: fucks me, it's
0: good life. Oh yeah, once (laughs) once that tortoise fucks Tara, he, she, they is like peace out, bitch. I got what I came here for. Take me, Lord. I got that. I got that. Tara. Tara. Ooh, I'm not gonna say that. That's so my anyway, limit. This that's uh, my limit.
1: Thank you for Fuck, Mary Kill this episode. You're welcome. We're going talk about the movie. bye They hey. didn't really talk about this chapter they in the movie. They really
0: didn't. We got
1: to meet Crookshanks, kind of. you chased Scabbers around. And Ron and Hermione fought about it.
0: The end on that. Ding, ding, ding. I don't like that. I like this chapter a lot. And I really would have loved to see more of it. Instead of having magical menagerie, he has that little battle with the book in his hotel room. I don't
1: dislike the battle with the book because it is, it kind of happens in the book anyway. Earlier in the book. Earlier
0: on, that's true.
1: I do like, though, that he comes down the stairs and he just watches them argue. Like, like, this is my fucking future, isn't it? I do appreciate that from, like, an artistic standpoint.
0: I think so. Like, it's a nice like, little introduction and everything. I mean, I almost like the more organic introduction of them, like, talking and, like, recapping what's happened. But it's not necessary, you know?
1: This is actually maybe a little more
0: in the movie that so he
1: like watches them arguing instead of they're all sitting down being like what'd you do this summer well we know harry didn't do shit because he's always stuck That's inside right. i'm
0: taking all the classes like, i i should like all a the pet classes
1: and i went to france and hedwig brought you your birthday present like yeah. i do like the little part where fred george is picking on ron for showing everyone the article about egypt like it's a way to show oh, yes. that I went to Egypt. That's without, a nice callback. Without analyzing it much, but also making sure that it's in there so that we understand it for later. Yeah. Obviously I always want more.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I really, really miss that pet shop moment. I
1: really want to go to the magical Menagerie. And like,
0: I don't know, this is the magic stuff that I'm here for. I mean, not to say that we don't get it in other ways and it's more visual in the movie, so I mean, I guess I'll I'll take it. <laughs> like I love this movie too. Like,
1: I like when they're all at dinner and Mrs. Weasley is like, "Do you have all your books? Are you good to go?" She like's mom checking Perry. in on him. Yeah. so cute. And I then love it. And then
0: there is this scene which I don't think I'm going to mention in this episode because I think it does bleed into the next chapter. Mm -hmm. where he's, like, really sitting down with Harry and talking about Sirius Black and everything. Oh,
1: Mr. Weasley? Yes.
0: I have so much to say about this scene. I
1: think that we can at least mention here is that in the book we know that Harry overhears the argument between Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. They don't show this in the movie. And in the next chapter, this is kind of extended. And so that's kind of where that begins.
0: This particular scene I have so much to say about, too, is so rich and there's so many things to like look at in the background and as theater people like when you do a show and everybody who is not like the front center and center yeah the the people who aren't like being focused on when they're doing things in the background and making it natural and everything it's so cool because you get to see the show and be like oh my gosh there's so much to look yeah. at and see. they're
1: not taking away from the scene but they are enhancing the scene by being an effective characterization of yes. themselves
0: and like there's some other like artistic elements to the scene that i've also seen described and whatnot in other analyzations of this and i'm gonna save it for now but like ah it's so good so far you know we're four chapters in and we've seen a little bit of a roller coaster it's we've gotten some dark points we've got some really really high points and i think that's why i like this because it gives you a little bit of everything so far and i mean we've still got so much to dive into the next chapter is going to be a little dark so (laughs) so Let's talk about points. As it's happened in the past sometimes, our conversation has changed my mind a little bit. First, let's start with positive points. 15 to Harry. Harry goes through a lot of great uh, moments in this chapter. There's a lot of positivity with the freedom that he has as he's going through Diagon Alley. He reconnects with his friends. He learns a little bit more of the mystery, if you will, of this book. Although this book, I think, is less mystery and more adventure, personally. Yes. Um, so he learns a little bit more of like the adventure aspects and how it ties back to him, which I really enjoy. So 15 to Harry. Also, last chapter, I kind of gave points to characters that aren't so much in the forefront. Plus 10 to Arthur and Molly, because they are these, like, parental figures. How he said in the last chapter i gave cornelius fudge points based on cornelius fudge in the book i'm giving a little bit more to arthur in the movie and i know that we're not quite there yet i'm giving them to him now because this is what i was remembering as i was reading but arthur kind of being a father figure and then molly when she's checking in with him and even like what she's wearing she's wearing this like knitted hat i love her so oh my god she's amazing so this is why she's quen quen molly also tend to ron and hermione for reconnecting with harry finally having them back like they add so much more character into this i love hermione's matter of factness Mm -hmm. i like ron's childishness i guess like that quote plus five i was gonna give plus five to fred and george because i was feeling them in this chapter i'm not gonna give them anything oh
1: did i throw you because they're bullies? They're bullies,
0: so I'm canceling that out. Nothing for Fred and George. But I'm giving plus five to Ginny because Ginny's there. I mean, like, Gwen Ginny. Oh. She is a little bit sheepish and everything, but let's be honest. If you were kidnapped by a ghost in a diary and left to die in front of this giant snake, I feel She's like I wouldn't even be amazing. like, hey, to Harry. So, plus five Ginny. And also, plus five to that bookstore employee for having to deal with those fucking books.
1: Um, I feel like he deserves all the points.
0: Well he just gets fine. Negative five to Percy. I'm gonna keep it that way because I do think he's being a little bit overly pompous, so and then negative ten to Scabbers. Cause Scabbers is there. We're Scabbers starting
1: exists and he's the fucking worst.
0: Well, we're starting this trajectory with him. It starts here. Anyone think...
1: who's not paying attention, to Scabbers is shit.
0: These are my points. Why you interrupting me. How does it feel?
1: How does it feel? I literally am the one finally interrupting you after several oh, episodes. Oh, finally.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the little Listen to back to the last
1: episodes where Adam <laughs> ignores
0: me. I'm the one who has to edit these. Let me tell you how many times I have to edit out this hoe trying to interrupt me.
1: Not during your points.
0: Oh? Find it where oh? I interrupt your points. Well, I can't because I deleted those files. That's
1: because they
0: don't exist. Not anymore because I deleted them.
1: I don't interrupt your points. Okay. It was the first time.
0: I'm going to leave in this raw footage for this entire thing. The Aragog chapter when you were fucking shit-faced? Girl, you were interrupting me. You
1: were the one who completely erased the evidence.
0: I did, but I'm telling you right now. Drunk Tara during Aragog. She was so focused on that Fort Anglia, she just couldn't help herself. Do you really think that I want Quen Pomfrey to win every episode? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. Quen Pomfrey for the win. You heard All it time.
1: here first.
0: Quinn Pomfrey, Quen Molly. Quendumble, Quen, Dumble, Quen no. Ginny, the Quens. Next time we'll be reading chapter five, the Dementors. Is it called the Dementors? It's the something dementor. about It's something about Dementors.
1: It's just one fucking Dementor, which is plenty, because those fuckers are the worst.
0: They are scary. Cheats with teeth. Cheats with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're gonna call them from now on. But that's it's, what they are. They're scary than that sheets with teeth if you sheets. went to bed and you felt something gnawing on your leg <laughs> that would be fucking scary sheets with teeth are scary that's
1: true but it's interesting, even scarier i
0: think well they can suck your soul out but
1: yeah so it's pretty scary
0: same so
1: <laughs> basilisk can coo with their eyes
0: that's right oh i have so many fuck mary kills brewing inside me right now but.
1: I'm so happy
0: for you. you. You'll have to tune in later to find out what those fuck Mary Gills are. Also, we haven't really mentioned this in a long time, but if you want to participate in these fuck Mary Gills, please do so on our Facebook and our Instagram. And we have not gotten one email from any of your hosts. So, BasicsNitters at gmail.com. Stephen,
1: where the fuck is your answer? That's
0: right. I'm also looking at you, Valerie and Shaka. Who? Cora. Cora and.
1: Brian, Melissa,
0: and Janelle. I'm just throwing names out there. I'm
1: throwing out real people. Ashley and Katina.
0: Boris and Svetlana.
1: Svetlana, your answer is important
0: to us. That's right. I want to know who you want to fuck, marry, and kill. Write us in. Let us know. If we got enough people with some opinions, then maybe we'd put them on the podcast. But we ain't got no opinions now. (laughs) So...
1: We'll take any of If you happen
0: on to be sitting podcast. at home doing nothing for some reason. <laughs> right into us. For some reason, <laughs> how about that?
1: Can't imagine what that is.
0: Me neither. Alright. <gasps> Tune next time for the Bye. Dementor.
1: Dementor, that fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many <laughs> minutes was that? Basic Snitches is produced and recorded by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Edited by Adam Bowers.
0: And published by Tara Corkery via Podbean. And now available for download wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: A special thanks to all of you for taking the time to download and listen to us. We hope you enjoyed us. If you enjoyed us, please be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice.
0: And if you didn't enjoy us, then we're sorry you're so angry. Please also connect with us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at basic snitches or email us at basic at gmail.com.
1: We're excited to get more feedback from our listeners and to hear what you have to say about the questions and discussions we have on the podcast. Catch, Catch you later, snitches! snitches!